You're listening to episode 45 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello and welcome to the Take the Reins podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Porter, and today I have an interview with a wonderful young woman who I admire greatly for her mission and what she is trying to do for the horse community. I originally saw Hillary's content on Instagram under the page The Equestrian's Promise, and as soon as I saw what she was posting and I got a sense of her mission, I knew I had to reach out to her and I knew I had to have her on the show because I'm just in love with her message, and I think that what she's doing has really good promise And it has the potential to impact the horse community in a really positive way. So I was excited to speak to her and I am as equally excited for you now to be able to hear a conversation with her where she shares with us her vision for the horse world and how she can be one to influence it to be more positive, not only for the horses, but for the people within the horse community as well. Now, before we get into the interview with Hillary, which I know you're going to love, I'm going to speak briefly about a program that I have in the works I'm building currently with Beth Killo. And if you heard me speak about this program in the last episode, then you probably already have a sense of what I'm going to be speaking about here. But if you haven't, listen up because it is going to be phenomenal. Now, I can't remember if... Last week at this time, we even had the actual name of this program decided on, but we do now. So if we did then and I already spoke about it, that's okay, but I absolutely love the name. It is going to be called The Aware Horsewoman, and the name is so fitting for this program. I know that it's one that is going to make a true impact on people, and I'm not going to go into too much detail today other than the fact that the wait list has been opened up, and we are, you know, we're in the works of getting this done for early 2021. Now, if you don't know Beth's name, I encourage you to go to episode 41 where I interview Beth and it's a fantastic episode. I absolutely love it. So if uh, if you want to get a sense for Beth and what she teaches, that's a great way to do so. 
And I'll just briefly let you know some of the topics that we're going to be teaching on for this six-week program would be natural leadership, um, awareness as a core commitment in horse and human partnerships, fine-tuning the human-animal pressure system to be better feedback partners, the concept of coping and how we can support our horses through stress, the connection between how we show up in life and our relationship with horses, everyday practices. Now, this is my favorite part of this whole system that we're going to be creating is that we're offering everyday practices to incorporate into your life that will support your growth as an equestrian and a person. Conscious communication, allowing the art of horsemanship to transform your connections, confidence, and control in and out of the arena. Now, the best part of this is that it's going to create a community of learners within the equestrian world, and it really does take on a holistic approach to learning, leading, and life. So one of my favorite parts is that it's going to be establishing weekly exercises for you to do as an individual and for you and your horse to do together so that your personal development immediately integrates into your horsemanship. We are so excited, and I know I've already said it, um, but we are really excited about bringing this program to life. And uh, it is a pilot program, so this is the first time this program will be run. And that means it's a great time to get in on it because it's going to be at a significantly discounted price. So if this is something that sounds like it's intriguing to you, it's speaking your language, then make sure that you send me a quick email at Nikki at NikkiPorter.ca and get your name on the wait list because I can't even think of a better way to start the 2021 year, to be honest. All right, friends, let's get started. Here's my interview with Hillary. Welcome, Hillary Serendi. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to do this. No problem at all. I'm so excited for this conversation because when I, I feel like I saw you on Instagram first, actually, that might've been where, mm-hmm. where I would have seen you. And, uh, I love that. It seems like we're on a little bit of a similar mission And that really seems to be just making a positive impact on the horse world. So Hillary, in order for us to start the show today, I'd love for you to tell us who you are, where you're speaking to us from, and uh, a little background on you and the horse world. Yeah, so I'm Hillary Sorrenti. I founded the Equestrians Promise in April of this year, Um, and I'm talking to you from Virginia, Northern Virginia. Um, We've only lived here for a year and a half now. So it's a little new, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but loving it so far. Um, and my horse background, um, like some of us, I started in a non horse family. Mm -hmm. Um, I had this obsession with animals period when I was a kid and somehow horses came to the forefront, which was weird because no one in my family has any interest in horses Mm -hmm. immediate or extended. (laughs) But somehow I grew this obsession. And so at the age of 10, um, a family friend suggested that my friend and I join a horse riding summer camp together. And this was back in Texas. And so we did, and it ended up being the best week of my childhood life, probably, um, because that obsession just continued to grow. And I ended up riding at that same barn all through high school 
I just rode Western. We went through the lesson program there. And eventually I started leasing a horse and um, went to college and studied equine science because I knew I wanted to be involved in the horse industry in some way, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do, especially not having really any equestrian role models at the time. Um, so I did that and I, you know, I took any odd job I could find also in the industry. I led trail rides for a while. Um, I worked for, I worked as a counselor for a, a girl's summer camp as well, teaching lessons. Um, so that's kind of where I got started. And then after college, I ended up taking an internship at a horse rescue in Maryland. And this was very eye-opening to me. I felt like maybe I had found what I wanted to mm. do with my life in the horse industry um, in helping horses because these horses would come from these horrible backgrounds and mm. somehow they still found a way to be resilient and come through to the other side and blossom into these beautiful animals. Mm -hmm. um, and the best part honestly was that people were coming together to do this that they were donating their time or, or whatever to make sure these horses ended up with a good life. So that was really inspiring. Um, and it left me with this desire that I wanted to, to do more and I wanted to help in some way. But then life sort of changed, <laughs> as it often does. Mm -hmm. um, I met my husband who was active duty military and our first duty station was Germany. So oh, wow. We moved to Europe and I was terrified <laughs> and I don't speak German. I mean, you know, I was, absolutely <laughs> I took two too. years of German and I still don't speak German. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And people say, oh, you live there. You should have picked it up. Well, ugh, it's not that easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So we did that and I didn't, I didn't ride or do anything with horses for over a year um, mm -hmm. while we were there. And it started to get to me. It was like this aching feeling that I was missing something. But luckily, I had a neighbor who rode horses and she did jumpers and dressage. And she had a horse back in the States. And so she knew everything that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And she convinced me to take dressage lessons with her in Germany. And again, I was terrified, but she was much braver than me. So she kind of dragged me along to do this. Um, and I get there and the instructor, she asked me how long I had been riding and what my experience was. And I was like, oh, I've got, you know, over 10 years of experience, you know, I'm good. And I get on this mare who's like the most powerful athletic horse I had ever sat on. <laughs> And I was just so out of my element. She would ask me, my instructor would ask me to do something which now seems a little simple, like a shoulder in. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't coordinate my body or my brain to, to pull this off. And I was just like, wow, I, I feel like I don't know anything <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> it was almost, I mean, kind of embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when I, I realized that my childhood riding lessons that I had been in, that it really just taught me the fundamentals of how to ride. I didn't actually know anything about horsemanship and how to apply that to riding. 
Um, and not only that, but these horses at this dressage barn were looked at, they were so highly regarded. Mm -hmm. They were these athletic partners in the sport. And I had never seen that before in my experience. So it really kind of opened my eyes to this whole other world of, of riding and being an equestrian was this idea that the horse was your partner in, in the sport. I mean, really, no matter which discipline you were doing. Um, and they had this level of respect that I hadn't seen before either. And it's not to say that I didn't, you know, care for the horses I rode as a kid, but I had never had somebody teach me how to make that grow into something really truly magical and beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, so from then on, I've continued to lesson. I have never stopped taking <laughs> lessons um, to continue to learn horsemanship skills. Um, and that just kind of um, has evolved since then. Um, but then in 2016, uh, my mom had passed away from cancer mm -hmm. and this was a very difficult time, obviously for mm -hmm. me. And so I went back home to deal with the funeral arrangements and everything. And that same friend that I started riding with at the age of 10, she invited me to go out on a trail ride. She was like, you need this. Let's go mm -hmm. out on a trail ride. So I did. And that was the first time in all of that grief that I felt truly peaceful. I had this moment where I just, I mean, I wasn't thinking of anything else. I was just there with the horse in the pine trees and that was it. So that's when I realized how much horses truly meant to me in my heart and what they gave to me. So combining that with, with this partnership that I've now discovered and my desire to help horses in some way, that's kind of how I've gotten into the equestrians promise that I created in April uh, during the pandemic <laughs> because I had this extra time on my hand. <laughs> um, so it, that's kind of where it all got started. <laughs> awesome. I love that story. That's great. And what a beautiful image of you recognizing the true impact that horses have on you, you know, going through that time, a really emotional time. And then I often say that a lot of the work that I do is allowing people to understand their horses as that for them, because there's so many people in the equine industry, like the equine therapy industry that don't own horses. They've never put their hands on their horse, but they're getting the healing power of horses. And yet there's so many of us like yourself who we've grown up with horses and we've had an opportunity and the privilege of owning them. And yet it's not until later in life that we discover what they can really offer us as people. Something else there that you said that resonates too is like when you said, oh my gosh, I feel like I, I don't know anything at all. I feel like I say that every time I go to a clinic still, right? So I have over 30 years of, of riding experience at this point. And when I, when I dive into something new, so I just started raining in the last year and I like every time I go and try something new, I'm like, I don't even know anything. Like, I don't even know how to ride anymore. <laughs> so it's really funny. I think that that alone is going to resonate with a lot of our listeners where you just, things are put in a different way or you're, you're being presented with new information. That's, it's kind of mind blowing that you haven't come across it yet. And all of a sudden you're yeah. like, does this mean I don't know anything? Like, 
what <laughs> what have I been doing all of this time? Right. So I think that's exactly. very funny. <laughs> I absolutely love the concept of treating your horse like a partner and not a vehicle. And when uh, you and I spoke in our first correspondence back and forth, it was one of the very things in your, in your first email that stood out to me as being like, yeah, that's, and that what a, what a great thing to be bringing into your work. So I would love for you to just tell us a little bit more about the equestrian's promise. And I don't know if you know, I have something to tell you because it's interesting. I read through your equestrian's promise values Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you now, cause I'll forget to do it. So I'll, I'll talk for a minute and then I'll let you uh, explain the equestrian's promise. But within our con our conversation before this interview, you kind of said that there's these values that you're basing it off of and you wrote them out and it read very much like a poem, these values, which I loved. And it's, it, is it sounds almost, I don't want to say identical, but so similar. I have a meditation that's recorded that people purchase off my website called my promise meditation. And it is like, it's, we're on the same page and it's just the promise to show up differently and how you are promising to, to be for your horse. And so when I read it, I had chills. I was like, this is, we have to talk. This is amazing. So I didn't want to tell you that no. until the interview, because <laughs> I just thought that it was one of those things that was really neat. And uh, there was a reason why we were connecting. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I saw your meditation on your website, so I'm going to have to give that a listen. <laughs> yeah, you will. yeah, yeah, definitely. When you, when you listen to it, you're gonna be like, oh, I know what she means now <laughs> yeah. because it's actually the meditation is Uh, it was recorded based off of a poem that I had created. I think it's like two or three years ago now. So just really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. (laughs) Okay. So tell us about the equestrian's promise. Okay. So it started as um, my desire to put kind of what I had experienced and learned into words because I I had always found that really hard to explain to people Mm -hmm. what I was feeling um, with my partnership with horses. And so I kind of, I was inspired by the poem Desiderata. Um, You'll have to give it a read if you haven't, by Max Ehrman. Okay. Yeah, Desiderata. Um, But it's just this list of values and I'll read them really quick. Yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's called the equestrians promise a commitment to our equine partners. I will love you for who you are and not compare our progress to others for every horse and rider has their story. I will watch that you are enjoying our sport as much as I do. Whether I call you my own or share your talents with other riders, I will show you appreciation and respect. I will notice when you are not acting yourself and explore the many possible reasons why to ensure your comfort. When I communicate with you, I will do my best to remain grounded and not allow my emotions to confuse you. It is important to be present. I will watch your limits mentally and physically and will take care not to ask too much of you too fast. I will seek guidance from others for I am always learning just like you. I will do all I can to ensure your longevity. And if you are unable to carry me any longer or perform our discipline, I will be sure you are always taken care of. I will never lose sight of what pulled me into this sport in the first place, love for the horse. 
So good. You just wait. You wait until you hear my meditation. We are so on the same page. It's not even funny. So, okay. So now tell us, um, what does this mean for other people? So now we know your values. We know the, the kind of thought behind equestrian promise. Now what else? (laughs) <laughs> so I actually had a, a really nice review from somebody who purchased um, the magnet that has the mm-hmm. promise values um, from my shop. And she was saying how she is riding her horse and she often feels discouraged and gets her, her emotions get in her way. You know, if they don't perform the way that she mm-hmm. wanted to, she gets really let down and discouraged. And she said this magnet had come in the mail for her on a day where she was feeling this and she looked at it and all of that melted away because she realized this, that's not what it's about. It's about love for the horse. We're on a journey together and we're growing together. Mm-hmm. So that's really what it means. It's a reminder of why we got into this in the first place. You know, no one gets into being an equestrian or a rider just for the sake of riding. If you're Mm -hmm. seriously into it, you have this passion and this love for the horse. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we forget that, especially, you know, if we may be competing um, or, you know, if you're competing, you know, that might get in the way, the competition piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe you have a horse who taught you how to ride um, and is now lame and you kind of forget about them as they're healing through this process. and it's just a reminder that they're there for you and they've done this for you and you need to be taking care of them. So it's just um, a good way to keep that in the forefront of your mind and all that you're doing as an equestrian. And yeah. even since I've written it, it's helped me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there are times where I get discouraged or I'm dealing with a horse that's having an issue and I get reminded myself that, well, you know, I need to take care of this animal because of what they're doing for me. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, so you have magnets and I've, I've gone to your shop and I've seen a couple of the things. And, uh, so share with us what, what would people find on your shop? Where can they find your shop? And then if you are interested, I know that, uh, you shared with me in, in an email, kind of your future vision, would you want to, or be open to sharing that with us today? Yeah, sure. Okay. So the equestrianspromise.com, that is the website, and it's a compilation of a few things. Um, there is a small shop where you can get things like the magnet to help remind you of the promise that we make as equestrians. Um, there's stickers and things like that in there, and soon it will get bigger. Um, but for now, that's there. And then we have a blog, and the blog contains um my own stories. So some of what I went over earlier, but in more detail. Um, But it also has guest stories where fellow riders have shared how they've made a commitment to their horse, whether that is responsible retirement of a horse. Um, There's one in there about a horse that was retired way earlier than expected, but is still living out a fantastic life thanks to their owner. Um, And then there's stories of rescue. And then I go out and I actually take the time to interview horse rescues myself and get a little bit of their background and highlight the horses in their care looking for forever homes. So it's got all these different pieces. um, And it's also a way to give back to horses um, Mm -hmm. that need it more, the rescue horses. So 
that's kind of what's in the shop right now and at this at the website. Um, but in the future, I'm actually working on a project. I'm working on two projects. <laughs> There's always something. Mm-hmm. Um, but one is a membership program for promise keepers. And it is a way for equine service businesses to um, fill out an application and apply to say that they do follow these values in their equine service business. So if you're looking for a lesson barn or if you're looking for maybe an equine massage therapist, you can look for this seal on their Mm -hmm. website that they do hold these values so you can feel good and getting that mm-hmm. service from that provider. Um, I love other- that. So I'm going to yeah. cut you off for a second because sure. I remember, and I feel like this is like something like this took, was around and I'll, I'll try to do justice in explaining. Cause I literally have like my seven year old eyes on right now thinking about this, but when I was younger and my sister's only two years older than me and we would go to, uh, like daycare or play school after school. And there were these signs in people's windows, block parents. So block parents were like safe homes for children to be able to go to. And I remember one day my mom dropped us off at, uh, at daycare and there was no school that day and she had left. And so the two of us, uh, this is not because she's an irresponsible mom. She was likely very, very rushed. And now that I'm a mom, I understand how it happened. Um, <laughs> but she dropped us off. And at that time, we don't have cell phones and cell phones were like non-existent at this point. So my sister and I knew the value behind looking for a block parent. So we went through the community and walked around until we saw a block parent sign in a window. And that was the door that we decided to knock on because we knew that that was a safe place. And so when you tell that story, it reminds me of that because when we have shared values, then we're able to know, okay, if we're thinking safety first and we're thinking safety for our animals, um, whatever that might look like for us, Uh, it just allows us to know who's like-minded and where we can go to continue to live within our own truth um, with other people. So it just reminds me of that, of that. uh, I don't think it's around anymore. I don't think that there are block parents, but I think it's like the block parents of the equestrian world now in my mind. Yeah. And that's kind of what inspired me looking back is, you know, when I, moved back to the United States from Germany. I wanted to find a place to ride and lesson that was going to teach me horsemanship, proper horsemanship, Mm -hmm. and that cared for their horses very highly. And I, I did look around, you know, I wasn't afraid to go somewhere, try it out and then leave if, if I didn't feel comfortable with the way they were teaching or the way they cared for their horses. Um, But I have heard stories from other riders where they're kind of embarrassed to leave Mm -hmm. or embarrassed to say something and find a place that truly fits for them. So this Mm -hmm. will hopefully make that a little bit easier (laughs) in finding those places. Yeah. I love the inspiration behind that. And knowing that, you know, when you go somewhere and it is not fitting either your needs or your horse's needs to be brave enough to look for somewhere else. And it's not necessarily an insult 
to the facility. Um, you know, we all have our own, our own values and our own, own needs. And especially when it comes to our horses, they don't have the voice. So we have to make sure that we're staying true to that. Uh, and maybe this kind of eliminates some of those awkward situations by you giving this opportunity for people to see the values just up front um, without having to go through all of that trial and error on their own. That's fantastic. I would like for you to share with my audience one more time, what was the name of the inspiration for you, the My Promise? Was it by Max? Oh, by Max Ehrman. Okay. And it's called Desiderata. Desiderata. Okay, great. So I'm going to look that up. And then can you share with us, please, where can we follow you? What's best to follow you? How can we see the growth of the equestrian's promise? And uh, how can we contribute? And I feel like there's a donation piece to the rescue as well, if you don't mind speaking about that. Am I right there? Yes. Okay, great. And that is also a developing project. Okay, great. Um, so if you want to follow the equestrians promise, Instagram is where I'm most active. I do have a Facebook, but Instagram is where it's at. It's mm-hmm. the equestrians promise. That's the, the title. Um, and that's where I'll post updates on blog posts and my upcoming projects will all be there as well. You can also sign up for the email newsletter on the website, which again is the equestriansPromise.com. Um, and ways to, to help. Um, I built this as a community and a community shares and they, mm-hmm. they talk to each other. So um, sharing a, a guest blog story would be amazing um, of ways that you have kept the promise with your own horses in any way, whether you've rescued or you went through a difficult time with your horse and, and came out on the other end or responsible retirement, owning a horse that you can't ride, perhaps any way that you have kept this promise, it's going to be inspiring to others. So, and we're going to get through it all together if we talk about it. So mm-hmm. um, that's a great way to help. Um, but also the, the horse rescues that I highlight, um, my next project is going to be called the Forgotten Unicorn Project. And it's a way to promote Uh, the adoption of rescue horses as your next unicorn. Mm. Um, And any purchase from this project is going to get 100% donated back to those rescues that I've highlighted. Um, So that's a big piece coming up. And it's a way that we can give back to the horses that give a lot to us. Fantastic. I absolutely love what you're doing. And congratulations. Congratulations for deciding to start something up in 2020. Uh, (laughs) I, uh, I hear you. It's uh, 2020 has been, it's been a very interesting year, but um, I feel like for creatives, it's been one of those years where we're like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for time to do these things and create these things. And so, you know, I think it's allowed us to be able to act on our inspirations and our ideas uh, with this little extra time. So great job there diving in. And uh, I look forward to continuing to follow you and uh, seeing the growth of the equestrians promise. And I really want you to go and actually I'm going to share a discount like a hundred percent discount code for the, my promise meditation for you uh, so that you get it and that you can listen to it because I feel like you're going to think that we're maybe related in some sort of way after you <laughs> listen to this. 
because it's kind of funny how similar it is. And um, yeah, just keep on doing what you're doing. I absolutely love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind.